0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and uh, today, coming at ya, with another episode, same shit, different day. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, today's episode, uh, we are going to be joined uh, once again by uh, Paul Pedito. for those of you guys who are regular listeners of the podcast, um, going way, way back to, <laughs> feels like forever, feels like forever ago, but it's actually not really. It was around this time last year, uh, I had Paul on. Uh, during the height of the pandemic, uh, when I couldn't see anybody, and I decided to, hey, I'd start this little podcast, and I'm like, hey, Paul, do you want to come on? Yeah, sure. Uh, He's, uh, of course, award-winning screenwriter, uh, the uh, baby baby pictures of Jane Doe, which starred uh, Kalista Flockhart. He uh, taught my playwriting courses, my introduction to playwriting, which got me started into this whole whole endeavor of mine, and uh, super thrilled to have him back on today, so... We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new screenplay that he's in the works of. Uh, we'll chat a little bit about that, "Strippers with Borders," it's called, and uh, we'll chat a little bit about uh, his uh, very, very scary health uh, health scare, hernia operation, gnarly. Uh, and then he was also kicked on face, kicked off Facebook this year for uh, supposedly being a terrorist. Um, I won't say much more because I'll let Paul do all that talking. Uh, and so later on, uh, I'm going to chat a little bit about some of the Oscar nominations. Now, I'm not going to go full depth into every single one. I'll hit certain points. Reason being is I haven't seen all these movies. I can't, like... I know there's lots of channels who will judge who they think is going to win, who they think is going to be nominated, this and that, And but for me it's hard because I don't have time to see every single movie, I haven't seen every single movie, so I'll just give my thoughts on certain ones, just because the Oscars are so big and they're coming up so quick, so talk a little about that, and the recent announcement about the Walking Dead spin spinoffs, uh, the Rick and Michonne spinoff, uh, It's my dog, don't worry about him, um, about the recent uh, delay in the Rick and Michonne offs to 2024 or so. Talk a little bit about that at length. I'm gonna go shut my dog up and uh, we'll just roll the intro. Everybody, welcome back to the Corkin Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corkin, and today I am joined by a guy who is no stranger to this podcast. It was actually around this time last year when we released his uh, debut on the podcast, uh, Mr. Paul Pedito. Paul, how's it going? Frankie, great to see you again, man. How you doing? Oh, the very best, the very best. I've never actually met you in person, but this is the next best thing that I can do. So either way, it's always great to see you. Uh, how have you been? It's been it's been about a year uh, since I've seen you since we uh, recorded the first episode, and you've had a crazy uh, few months or crazy year, I should say. Hey, with you know, feel
1: free to delve. Yeah, in. I, it was <laughs> it was. Things were going fine up until November, and then um, I kind of had the uh, November from hell with your <laughs> what, with a little with uh, the H word. <laughs> yeah, the H word being uh, hernia. Um, I, three things happened that month; all were terrible. But I'll tell. T- Quickly tell you maybe two of them. How's that sound?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Feel free. Uh, uh, take as long as you like. I got nowhere to be.
1: <laughs> and then we can then we can look forward to uh, the new year. And I, I could tell you because it's a writing show about a um, uh, new project I'm working on.
0: Oh yes, 100. Yeah. Feel free. Take as long as you like.
1: Cool. Oh yeah. So um, the um, the uh, first thing was uh, was uh, getting kicked off Facebook for being a terrorist. (laughs) I I mean, you know, I'm pretty boring. Uh, You could look at 15 years of posts and see my friends and uh, know that I'm a screenwriting teacher and. uh,
0: Certified terrorist.
1: Really not political. uh, Certainly not radically. And, uh, and then imagine my surprise when uh, I had someone say, uh, did you uh, change your, Uh, picture because uh, there's something weird going on. I'm like, what? And then um, I couldn't get on. And uh, it turned out I was uh, hacked and they accused me of being a terrorist. Oh my
0: (laughs) God. Like, (laughs) like, like what's your reaction to that? Like you wake
1: up, like, what do you say? Like, yeah. What do you say? Have you, have you ever tried talking to Facebook? Like you don't talk to Facebook It's it's like uh, everything.
0: It's like all these automated messages. They're like, oh, hi, thank you so much for messaging. And then we'll
1: be back to you in like five days. It's like, no, 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 answer me now. Yeah, but but there's no humanity. Like you're you're not like imagine Facebook and like there's no uh, human resources department where uh, I'm talking to an actual human being. It's uh, absolutely insane. You don't talk to Facebook. Facebook talks to you. So they uh, disabled my account. And they said, uh, you know, do you deny it? Do you want to contest it? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, look at my account. And, uh, apparently someone put up like really grisly photos.
0: Oh, was my. Talking
1: and violated the community standards. And, um, and so, uh, I said, yes, hell yeah. I want to, uh, hell yeah. I want to fight this. And, uh, I never heard back from them, and I had 30 days, and at the end of the 30 days, they said, okay, that's it, you're done. So now I'm off Facebook for good.
0: Oh my gosh, so you didn't make a new account or nothing?
1: You can uh, you can make a new account, but I can't make it here at this in my own home, because they'll see that it's me. All of a sudden, you just, see what I mean?
0: Woo, the SWAT team show they'll
1: see it they'll see that it's me like they'll see that name paul pedito and uh I, I i have a blacklist i'm on their blacklist also apparently uh they have an algorithm so you can't use a vpn to get around it like they'll be able to see it's you under the vpn so so, so how so all the people on your facebook how are they responding
0: we like so what are they saying? are they uh, Was the hacker, like, messaging your friends, or was he? No.
1: No, it wasn't one of those, I need money.
0: Oh, (laughs) That's like I've had before. Like you had, yeah. God, that was a nightmare. No,
1: this is just some terrible uh, message. Uh, But it is, uh, I mean, there's there's two uh, sad things about this. One is all those friends on Facebook I had, like, how do you ever see them now? Like, I think they're all gone. You know? That's really a bummer. No, it's a, all those people. Were you a big unless Facebook you, guy to begin with, or like, like were you? Unless all, you had their, e- I mean, unless you had their email. Um, I, I've heard the other sad and depressing thing is I've only heard from two people. Oh geez, <laughs> like I've only heard from two people. Like, hey Paul, where'd you go? <laughs> like I'm trying to get a little bit my of head. a preview a little bit of a preview for when i actually do go like uh, the uh epic the the major needle of the world noticing is uh (laughs) how big uh into facebook
0: were you like before that happened like were you always on facebook posts and stuff i was on facebook no
1: i i mean i no i don't post very often on facebook usually just for trips and uh and i comment occasionally on people's stuff yeah i wasn't very much on facebook i i i could go to a cafe and uh get on there under a different name but why why would i then i'd have to rebuild every one of my friends you know so it was pretty crazy dude
0: my gosh like i <laughs> i could not even imagine well especially i mean like if that happened to me i've had my facebook for you know like but 13 years now, all those photos, all those friends, like how do you, how do you rebuild back up? Like I couldn't even imagine that.
1: Yeah. All gone, um, all gone in one click, like boom, it's like gone.
0: Like just like that. But my thing is that I think they should have a human, like an actual human look at that stuff. Cause I've actually known a a few YouTube channels. uh, People are just being dinks and they want to, Oh, let's mess with this person's channel. And they'll uh, report and they'll flag their videos And YouTube sees it and just goes, okay, someone flagged it. Okay, down. Like a human doesn't even look at it. It's just, it's just a robot. Basically it's a sin that that's where we are in today's day and age.
1: It's pretty sad. Yeah. When you think like you you can't really have a conversation with Facebook. No, my
0: God. Like you really can't. It's like, it's literally like talking to a wall.
1: Yeah. So then then, about a week or two after that, um, right around Thanksgiving time, as a matter of fact, um, like out of the blue um i noticed uh this uh kind of uh hardness coming out of my uh, belly button like it was uh like a sand dial you know like a silver dollar and um it came up fast on me and uh within three days it uh it looked like a fucking golf ball dude it looked like uh it it looked like uh you know that scene in Alien where uh the, the thing is coming up out of his stomach? <laughs> like oh, like, I think I've oh jeez. It's <laughs> like something was <laughs> popping up. And I'm like, what the fuck? what is this? And um It's from aliens. So I, I looked it up and um, came to the conclusion, well, this is either a tumor or a hernia. And uh I searched hard to get a quick uh response from someone who knew i found a doctor in the know um and uh he looked at it for all of uh, 30 seconds and said uh okay that's a hernia and uh i'm not available till mid-december for surgery but you could book something with my secretary 150 dollars at the door and, uh, <laughs> i i was thinking you know this is the point where um you you know you have to be really wise with your own uh health if if i had waited till december 15th i i might have died i mean i i, I there's no way i could have waited till december 15th for this yeah
0: oh no god no especially for something like that like yep. you'd be lucky to
1: yeah so i went in, i went in for a second opinion to a clinic they looked at it they were the two of them were looking at it like um oh i don't like the look of this if I were you, I would get uh, imaging on this immediately. So I, <laughs> I packed a day bag, and uh, before I knew it, I was in a in a hospital in Evanston, and uh, it, it was good. Like I wasn't uh, dying on the spot because I had to wait like two and a half hours for somebody to see me. Oh my god! Like that's then, our healthcare uh, system now. <laughs> yeah, our healthcare system. Somebody looked at it. She's like, yeah, let's let's get some uh, images on this. So, you know, I looked up, like, <laughs> it started off as a normal day. And then, you know, by 4.30 p.m., I'm in the hospital yeah, and uh, in the emergency room. And I didn't get out of there for uh, four days, man. Um, the, the doctor came in. He was, like, <laughs> it's like pushing my guts back in oh. through, through my stomach. He was, like, pushing on it and it, it was big and uh he pushed really hard and uh i was like wow you know half of that or three quarters of that just went back into my body oh <laughs> and <laughs> I just uh, get that image in my head <laughs> i said please tell me that um i don't have to have uh surgery he said oh yeah you have to have surgery <laughs> like Jesus. That... <laughs> and then and then he said uh, we have to see what the uh, imaging is because uh, it could be uh, strangling your uh, intestines in, in which case we'd have to cut and then you'd be on a colostomy bag <laughs> oh my god you're just like whatever you's got to do just get this thing out of me. yeah get this thing so so i took their uh the uh, ek uh, no not ekg the um, the cat scan um and uh, luckily, it was uh, just trapped in, like, a pocket of fat or something. Uh, it busted through. Oh. And uh, so, so I was scheduled for uh, surgery the next day. And uh, I'm such a terrible sleeper that um, I was fearing staying in the hospital because I knew they come in every hour and uh, they wake you up. So, like, I'm going into the hospital and uh, I need good sleep, good food. You get no food, no drinks in front of surgery, and no sleep. <laughs> like, oh like, damn! Oh, oh my god! I got to get out of here! I got to get out of <laughs> here immediately. Um, so I waited like they said in the morning, but they didn't come get me till like uh, six p.m. Dude. Oh, I felt like God. I was in purgatory. I was like, completely in purgatory. Um, I-, I was watching, like, uh, ESPN talk shows about Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you know, like, endlessly, like, on and on and on, like, purgatorial TV. Um, but anyway, they-, they finally came and got me, and uh, they actually do wheel you down in the bed you were in. Oh, okay. So, uh I got wheeled down into this really dark room and the uh, anesthesiologist came in. Nice to meet you. Yeah. He he was with me for a minute and a half. He said, "Uh, I will put you under good. I said, yeah, just as long as uh, I wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should. I think you might. It's a 50, 50. (laughs) I mean, I hadn't been put under since the eighties. Have you been put under Frankie? You know, that feeling.
0: Yeah, I have, um, I have a few times. It's not, I'm, I mean, luckily you don't feel nothing, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't, you just, you go out and then it's like, it, it already, whatever was going to happen, happened. So they, they, so we went from this super dark room and they wheeled me into the, uh, it, into the surgery room. And dude, it was like, um, it was like, it was like coming into uh, heaven. It was It was so bright, so bright, otherworldly bright. And then you know I'm surrounded by eight masked and gloved people shifting me over like a piece of meat. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, you're gonna feel something in your uh in your wrist now. <laughs> King, oh. <laughs> and then and then suddenly, and then you look up and like and there aren't eight people around you anymore. There's one person. It's like what, what's going on? You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's over. And, and no one, like, I never talked to the doctor. No one told me how it went. <laughs> you know? And then the uh, the last part of this story is um, I had to get out of there because I needed sleep. There's no way I could have gone three nights in a row without sleep. This was Thanksgiving. It was coming the day before Thanksgiving. I said, uh, I'm getting out of here. Because you know, a lot of times with hernia, it's an outpatient surgery. So I said, "This is this, should, this is outpatient stuff. I should be released." And they're like, "No, you're not. The, the minimum time is uh, is uh, six to eight hours." I said, "Well, that's that's what we're shooting for." And that was like, she said that at like, I don't know, seven thirty. So here it is. It's three uh, thirty four a.m. on Thanksgiving. I'm like get, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I need to time. sleep. I need to sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep here. I need to sleep. And, um, he's like, uh, I don't, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what the attending surgeon says. And I hadn't moved for eight hours cause I didn't want the, the bandage to get bloody. And, uh, <laughs> he came in and he's like, all right, this looks looks fairly well. Uh, we'll release you, um, and uh, so long as you have uh, someone to pick you up. Of course, at four a.m. on a Sunday, like or whatever, uh, East uh, uh, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Thursday, four a.m. I, I had nobody to pick me up. If I had said I have no one to pick me up, I'll grab an Uber. They would have said, uh, "No, we're not letting you go." So I I lied to them, said someone was picking me up, and, uh, <laughs> so they wheel me down. It's like three and a half days later they wheel me down. Um, uh, three days later, uh, or, or two and a half. I'm blanking. and the whole uh, week was a blur. <laughs> the whole week was a blur. And then uh, I get out. I'm a little, you know, a little. I haven't been walking around much, and I just had surgery. Six hours ago, he's like, You good? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And he leaves. I'm standing out there, Chicago winter. And uh, I get on my phone and pray that Uber works. You <laughs> just got to hold that Uber button. Thank God for Uber because. uh what would I have done at that point? Go back in there? I don't think so. And I couldn't Yeah, my drive's not showing up, like,
0: because <laughs> he had to lie to them.
1: <laughs> but they uh, they did answer the bell, and for 12 bucks, I got home, and uh, immediately, because I hadn't eaten in, like, two days, so... Uh, so that's my story of the American Health System and uh my hernia, <laughs> oh my
0: God, well, there's no better time to to replenish your appetite than thanksgiving
1: like that's that's oh' the, it was the best
0: that's like there's really nothing better of all times for that to happen. Have't eaten that uh, in a few t- days,
1: I know right of all the times right. That's the day yeah. where, where
0: we all grow, grow turkey babies, uh, like literally. <laughs> uh, but uh, Paul, it's great that you're okay. Like it's great that you're in, uh, uh, you know, uh, great health. You're in good shape and uh, that the uh, the operation was rocky, but you made it here. I'm talking to you right now. And yeah. now you're working on a new project. Feel free to delve into this new project. Uh, strippers with border or strippers without borders, correct?
1: Yeah. That's let it. me tell you how this. Let me tell you how this happened because it could be useful to your listeners. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you know, I get a lot of consultancies through my uh, blog at um, Script Gods Must Die. And um, do you have a link to my blog? No, me? but I'll post it on our uh, on our uh, social media pages. Just so okay. Good. See. Yeah script gods must die anyway i get a, a some consultancies and um if you've worked on screenplays you know you 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 probably outline it before you write it so i had been working with someone and um he knows a couple people in the business and he had this idea uh inspired by a true story of uh gypsy rose lee did you ever hear of her gypsy gypsy Ooh, rose gypsy lee rose lee she like was I... one of the most earliest and famous uh, burlesque dancers.
0: Mm, no, I can't and say she, I do, no.
1: She was famous for revealing, uh, for uh, unpeeling her clothes super slowly and doing uh, comic bits as she did it. She entertained the troops and um, and uh, was on all the talk shows. And she wrote uh, multiple books. And she wrote what was based, the, the play Gypsy, the famous uh, Broadway Oh yes, mm-hmm. is based on her life. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. That's, yeah. And um there was a situation where um she had a mansion and um she was uh housing uh former burlesque dancers, elderly burlesque dancers. So so we took that and we we taken some uh dramatic liberty. So what we've what the story is is they're all gonna get thrown out uh by this uh, kind of uh, misogynistic major asshole named uh Teddy Theodore. They're they're all gonna get thrown out in thirty days. It's it's not that dissimilar from um uh, uh the uh Belushi and uh acroid uh, uh the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers there. <laughs> yeah, it's not that different. Like, we have to get this big amount of money in this short a period of time in, in order to save the good people. You know, it's it's pretty much the uh, identical setup. So they have 30 days to raise $5 million and, uh and, and then the story is um, the battle between this uh, epic bad guy, Teddy and then uh our uh our uh crew of good guys and uh, the crew of good guys is led by a woman who is a notorious uh kleptomaniac. She's anything but she's anything but uh heroic at the top. But in the end, like she uh, answers the call, right? Like like we're supposed to do in uh The Hero's Journey, right? Call to Adventure. Gotta do it. Call of Duty. <laughs> call Call of Duty, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm I, um, the uh, writer. Um, he uh, has gotten a lot of work and said, uh, oh, I, "I can't do it. I, I can't do it, man." And uh, so I'm like, "Well, you know, that was the plan for you to write this." He said, "Well, you write it." <laughs> so, so at this point, Frankie, you know, um, I'm realizing like I've got seven classes and there's. If I didn't, I could write it in a month. But with those classes, it's going to take me two months to write it. So, how much uh, would you charge him for two months of your time? What's your rate?
0: Two months of my time. Uh, the way I I do mine. Uh, actually, I haven't really done much with the writing services. Uh, actually, I mean things have have just been real busy, and there's actually not much of a demand for uh, uh where I am. Like I'll still can uh, continue to promote it, but about, uh, $25 per act is what like a people are just doing, uh, doing, uh, so luckily I have no like hourly rate. I mean, yours is, I mean, yours is what it's, um, uh, for well, I hours.
1: I, I don't do an hourly rate for this because it would be, uh, excessive. He, he couldn't afford it. He couldn't afford it. Um, you know, I, whatever I get 75 an hour just to talk on zoom calls. Um, there's this this would be uh 20 hours a week for eight weeks. So there's no way we could do an hourly on this. So you have to try to find because I'm not part of the writers guild, there's no uh guide as far there's no one answer to how much should I charge. Mm. So you have to come up with something where you're not gonna screw yourself, but at the same time, you're not gonna say something outrageous that he can't possibly pay and then he'll leave and you just lost all that money. You see what I mean? Yeah. So um, something fair. And uh, the other thing for your listeners is uh, never make the first offer. Always uh, let them make the first offer. (laughs) So I I had, I had come up with 7,500 in my head. And uh, he said, "Okay, uh, how how much?" And I said, "No, no." I said, "You tell me how much." Now he he could have said uh, fifteen thousand. You see, that's why you always want. And then what do you say? Then you're like, "I yeah, sell my house." (laughs) That sounds fine. That sounds fine. Fifteen thousand. But you you don't say seventy five because. What if he was willing to pay ten thousand? Yeah, exactly. You know I mean, you just you just screwed yourself. You uh, bid against yourself by making the first offer. So always let them make the first offer.
0: Yes, there we go. That's great advice. That's really really good advice, actually, because it, it it's so easy for people to be taken uh, advantage. Well, especially people starting out, they don't really know yeah. much. Like, okay, this guy seems to know what he's doing, but really he's just jipping you. You know. So that's right. really really good, solid advice.
1: Yeah, so you don't bid against yourself and um we came to a, a price cuz uh we're we're pretty reasonable we've already been working together for um 6 weeks. So um I'm working off an outline, uh, a 60-page outline and um and now um you know, I'm just doing a really rough you know, Frankie, when you write it, you just the first time through you write it really rough. Almost like automatic writing. You um. You you don't even think you have the outline, and you work off the outline, but you don't like try to make it perfect the first time through. You just write it really rough, and then just keep going, keep going, and then uh, you'll double back when you get to the end, and then uh, you'll tighten everything up, mm. and then you'll do it again. You keep passing, keep doing passes till it's super tight. Yeah, that's
0: exactly. how I. Write. That's a great way to do it, actually. That's really good. <laughs> Doing those outlines and then going back and oh yeah, like sometimes, sometimes, uh, like like you're just skimming through it just to get it done real 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 quick, and then you're like, oh yeah. no, I missed this part. I missed uh, this part here. So it's always good to pay extra close attention when you're going back. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that that <laughs> one thing that I learned definitely. I could do two two rewrites, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is fine. Like this works fine. <laughs> And then you show it to someone, they're like, no, 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 this is wrong. This this doesn't make sense. This is a plot <laughs> here. So, <it's... laughs>
1: so we all have our different is, processes. The other thing is you never want to get um, writer's block. And the way to avoid that is, um, you know, that's a fallacy that you have to write it from the top to the bottom straight in linear fashion. I, I don't have to do that at all. I could uh, move around and uh, do different scenes and knock off all those scenes out of order and then and then fill in the gaps that I didn't do. I could do that, or I could do it in order, and then if I get stuck at scene three, I just skip to scene four. I, I'm not going to have writer's block and sit there and just get angry because I can't get the scene. I can't write it. I, I just skip it because I already have the outline. If you do the outline, you've already seen the whole movie, So you could just skip it and go to the next scene.
0: That's good. I've done that a few times before I would just stay stuck on on one scene. I'm sitting there getting mad at myself. The writer's block. Mother. Son of a bitch. Like I'm sitting there swearing. Why can't I (laughs) do this? So then uh, eventually I'm like, okay, well, I know where I want to go in this next scene. Why not just go to that next? And write that and go from there like uh what i did with this upcoming murder mystery actually death costs dearly which paul deserves major credit for his help in getting that script where it is um especially those murder mysteries like there's always like you need to know where the story's going from the start who the killer is like what's going to happen here like those are probably the hardest to write uh what's your opinion on on uh, murder mysteries uh particularly hard uh, also glass onion did you watch glass onion I haven't
1: watched that yet.
0: Not yet, no, yeah, because uh, I I watched Glass Onion and then I went back and rewatched Knives Out and I'm like, I got to do this murder mystery now. So
1: <laughs> yeah, such a such a difficult genre because um, you're uh, falsely leading the audience. You're making it appear like this is real and you're leading them down that path, and then it's like, oh no, that was just a fake out. Boom, and now now we go this way, and then it's like, nope, that's not it either. Boom, now we're over here. But you have to see all that as the writer ahead of time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's the challenge too. Keep the audience on their toes. That was one of my critiques with uh, Glass Onion. I won't spoil it too much, but I thought I found there wasn't enough of that in Glass Onion. That was just my personal uh, opinion Unlike the first one. The first one was, it is probably one, one of the best movies I've seen in, in a long time. Knives Out was such a, such a, so, so great. Really, yeah, really, so good great. movie. Um, so, yeah so guys definitely uh death Cause dearly paul and i actually uh consulted on that script uh how long ago i can't remember quite a while ago like two years ago something like that
1: yeah yeah. (laughs) this
0: time last year when we talked it's so funny um i was covid restrictions were so bad it was at, at a time where i couldn't leave my house now here we are. I, I, I'm actually allowed to leave my house, but we just can't do the the episode in person because we're in two different countries. So, <laughs> how would you compare <laughs> where we were last year as opposed to where we are now? Are you busier? Are you? How are things? How we, we slowed still? Down uh, I mean, you're working we, on a screenplay too. That's a lot of work.
1: <laughs> we still wear uh, masks in class at Columbia.
0: Oh, go away! Yeah, we some places are like that here too.
1: Yeah, we absolutely still wear masks. It's it's honestly the only place. I wear a mask these days, but um it's weird being behind a mask because you have to uh talk twice as loud. You know, it's uh, it's weird teaching behind a mask.
0: Yeah, talk like this right here. What you say? Oh, do you say this, and then <laughs> and then you pull your mask down so they can hear you. No, 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 put your mask up. You're supposed to wear that. It's like, well, Jesus, you want me to that's do right. sign language to you? That's Like that's it's right. ridiculous. I mean, luckily, I mean covid hasn't gone away it's obviously still here it's just a matter of deal with the best you can wear a mask if you have to you know did you uh end up getting the virus or
1: no but uh my dad did and my brother did
0: yes because i remember um uh um, chris. yeah chris i was consulting with chris on something wh- uh, back when he had it i think it was a script I-, I said to him and he was like oh sorry for the for the delay i just got over covid <laughs> i was like oh yeah whoa. yeah
1: so like it's it's
0: yeah, he just got everyone. He, like, even if people think they're invincible, it's it's still crazy. Tell you what
1: tell you what would be a great story is uh the race for the vaccine. Why don't Ooh. you write that one?
0: Race for the vaccine. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> I'm gonna drop that. The race,
1: down. It hasn't been done yet. The race the during uh Trump's days, like the race and it could be a comedy, you know, like uh Adam McKay style comedy. Yes race yes. for the vaccine like who's gonna get there first
0: I aspire to be like uh Adam McKay I'm not I'm not quite there yet
1: <laughs> don't look back was my favorite movie last year don't look
0: or, or uh don't look up you mean the one with don't look the... up yeah don't look up yeah that's the one that we reviewed last time as well too like that
1: was so great
0: like my uh <laughs> like I said that was that was such a polarizing movie for me that was such a that was such a like I was like I like it but do I like it? I don't know. I kind of like it's it, it torn on both sides,
1: but yeah. that's the best yeah. part
0: about movies is that they're all subjective. That was your favorite movie last year.
1: It was, I haven't seen enough of the Oscar movies, but I know you're going to go over that in your own segment.
0: Yep. That's right. I do. Uh, I, I do plan to uh, go over so, uh, some of the nominees, but it's so hard to, with some of them. Cause uh like, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to give my individual thoughts on each of them. I'm, I'm just going to touch on some of them because I haven't seen most of them. Like, it's it's actually, you'd be Me surprised too. how many of these movies, like, I have not seen. So, I'm like, okay, Me too. Me too. I can go through this movie. I've seen this one. Um, it, Well, the main thing is, I don't really have time nowadays, too. Like, a, a new movie comes out. Okay, great. But I'm kind of, like, I, 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 I don't have time to go every single weekend like people no. do, you know? Like, it's crazy how much... What's it like for you trying to keep up? Like, do you prefer... Going out to the theater or streaming? Yeah. We actually had this talk on a podcast uh, uh, once about whether streaming, we like streaming movies better or going to the theater. Which experience do you like better?
1: Well, it's, it's you know, it, it, in an ideal world, you'd go to the theater, right? Because it's a, it's a more uh, visceral experience. But you can't always go to the theater because there's not enough time. So that's why you get HBO Max and you start watching all these movies on the small screen which uh can't it, it's uh, like going to a 711 versus going to a beautiful steakhouse you know it's, that's uh, a good analogy i like that it, you know it it's it's like this is quick convenient i'm going to be able to watch this thing uh right here on my uh 15 inch screen and that's fine or you could even plug into your own tv and watch it on your um uh, home screen but uh no i mean i saw um uh, one of the few of these Oscar movies I saw was uh, the Top Gun.
0: Top Gun Maverick. That was a yeah, huge, Top I Gun never Maverick. saw that yet. I, I, I actually have not seen that yet.
1: That's one you've got to see on a big screen because it's a, it's an event movie. You know, it's a, and just like the Avatar movie probably is a event movie. So you kind of, if you could find one of those on a big screen now, and I know Avatar is still out there. Um, Avatar is moving up to about, two billion i heard
0: yeah i think it just crossed two billion actually because spider-man no way home was at 1.9 and i hear that it just surpassed
1: it so we're at yeah the it's moving billion. up into it's gonna pass titanic which
0: surprised me actually i was like uh, i was expecting avatar way of water to to make lots of money but i in no way was i expecting it to make a billion dollars because avatar came out People lost their minds over it. And then it kind of just disappeared. Like nobody talked about it much afterwards. It was always Avengers and it was always Marvel this and Harry Potter and stuff like that. But Avatar was just, Oh yeah, that movie that made a billion dollars with the blue people in it.
1: Like that's yeah, and you know, that's the, and that, and that's the uh, genre. Um, I forget. Uh, somebody said uh, it's the sorry about colonialism genre. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. oh
1: there's so many there's
0: so many to uh to uh, keep track of um but um paul it was great talking to you it's great uh i mean like you know uh, i was able to to have you squeeze some time in your in your busy busy schedule you have no time to blink nowadays <laughs> the screenplays and classes. no and
1: but I, I love being here frankie hanging out with you and um i even put on a new hawaiian shirt for you man so uh there we go. Oh, that's for me. I don't, I don't dip into the new Hawaiian stash too often, but you're, you're a special guy. So I'm going to do it. Oh, you're the best man. You're the best.
0: <laughs> uh, Paula, <laughs> any final words for we sign off, like where people can find you. Obviously it's a script, do- uh, uh, script dog, <laughs> script, yeah, script
1: dogs, script dogs. <laughs> script gods must die is my blog. Uh, they can also read my, um, columns uh a column up on uh script magazine scriptmag.com haven't been up there in a while uh but i've got 40 or 50 um pretty good articles up there on scriptmag.com so uh check that out but really the best way to get me is uh at my blog at uh script gods must got must script gods must die so check that out why why is that such a tongue twister Wiki? <laughs> It is. It is. <laughs> say that
0: 10 times real, uh, real fast. Grip cog, dive. I can't even say it the first time. Can't even do it. <laughs> I can't talk, period, anyway. Uh, but, uh, Paul, it's great seeing you. Uh, as always, best of luck with all your projects. And uh, we'll have to do, uh, do this again sometime.
1: We will next year at this time. And let's hope it's it's a, it's a better 2023.
0: Yes, 100%. We'll try and do an in-person one. I'll, I'll fly out to Chicago for an episode. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll do
1: a special event. <laughs> Over a deep dish pizza. There we go. Perfect. Guys, tune in.
0: Deep Dish Pizza, uh, January 27th, 2024. Me and Paul live. You don't want to miss Done.
1: it. Done. I'm buying. I'm buying. Woohoo! There we go. Just
0: me, guys. He's not buying for any of So
1: okay, thanks buddies. for coming on, man. See you Pretty later, center. Frankie. Take care, man. Well,
0: hello everybody. Welcome back to the Kirkman Entertainment Show. Uh that was uh Paul Pedito. Always great to talk to Paul, man. Like he's always he's always a blast to talk to. I enjoy I I always enjoy having him on. Um any excuse to talk to him, I'll take it. Um <laughs> so, yeah, so moving on guys, um our our um our first discussion with just me, just 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 my rambling ass is uh, <laughs> is going to be the Oscar nominations that were just announced. So, like I mentioned previously, I'm not going to get my thoughts on absolutely like who I think is going to win, who I think is that cuz it's hard cuz there's a lot of these that I haven't seen, but just cuz the Oscars, they're so important in in uh, entertainment and they're so uh, crucial especially us being an entertainment podcast, us talking about movies, TV, theater, you name it. So we you know, I I wa- definitely wanted to at least touch on them. So I so I'll I'll give my thoughts on some of them and uh but i'm not going to say like for each and every one who i think is going to win because i can't really say it with some of these so so i got the list up on wikipedia by the way you guys can check it out on uh wikipedia 95th academy awards uh they're going to be march 12th 2023 jimmy kimmel's hosting which sounds great i'm super excited to see it um jimmy kimmel's always the best i mean the guy's been i i i, I could be wrong i think he has hosted the Oscars before, though. Let me check. Has he? Um, on his Wikipedia, geez, it says right there, Kimmel hosted the Primetime Emmy Awards in 2012, 2006, 2020, and um... Oh, no, that's the Emmy, sorry. Yeah, he hosted the Primetime Emmy Awards in 2012, 2016, 2020, and hosted the Academy Awards in 2017, 2018, and will uh, MC the show in 2023. So, of course, it's Jimmy Kimmel. You can't go wrong with that. So, going back to the to the list here so um, I feel like I I should start towards the bottom and work my way up so um, yeah let's see so best visual effects uh, is uh, all quiet on the western front uh, Frank Petzold, uh, Victor Mueller, Marcus Frank and uh, Camille Jafar, uh, Avatar The Way of Water, uh, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Top Gun Maverick so out of those ones I've seen Black Panther, Wakanda Forever and The Batman. Uh, Batman is still my favorite movie of 2022. Um, and so but I can't be biased. If I had to guess, I'm going to say Avatar The Way of Water. It's like I know I haven't seen it, but you just see those. And it's just, yeah, like, come on. You can't, like, you cannot go wrong with that. You um, see some of them here. Uh, best cin- Cinematography, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truce. Uh, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Um, uh, let me see, um, best original song, Applause, from Tell It Like a Woman, by Diane Warren, uh, Hold My Hand, from Top Gun Maverick, uh, Lady Gaga, and Blood Pop, Lift Me Up, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, by Rihanna, Ryan Coogler, and, uh, Ludwig, uh, Goron's and lyrics by, yeah, sung by Rihanna, though. Uh, Natu, Natu from Triple R. Um uh, kiravani and This Is A Life from Everything, Everywhere, All At Once. Uh, music by Ryan Lott, David Byrne, and uh, Mitski, lyrics by Ryan Lott and David Byrne. Uh, so that one there. Lift Me Up's a great song. Lift Me Up is a really, really good song. It got me right in the feels watching that in the theater, just because, of course... Uh, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was uh, it was just such uh, a, a, an emotional roller coaster ride from start, uh, start to finish. Just with Chadwick Boseman's untimely passing, um, so that song really brings out all the emotions. So just for, for for that reason alone, I want that to win. Um, but I I don't know the other ones. Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold Me Up. Um, or hold my hand, lift me up, I'm reading them both together. (laughs) Um, So, let me see what else we got here. Um, uh, Best original score, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of uh, of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Uh, Let me see. Best animated feature film, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, excuse me, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, the sea beast and turning red um, it's great to see shrek the shrek movies and spin-offs getting all kinds of uh... recognition because now i know this is kinda of going off topic but just recently they said that there's more shrek movies coming but not necessarily a Shrek 5, but we're getting more movies within the Shrek universe, and hopefully that means we get a Shrek 5, fingers crossed, I wanna see more Shrek, uh, but anyways, that's a topic for a- another time, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, my my biased opinion would say, yeah, give it to, um, give it to in Boots, just for that reason, but, anyway. Uh, best adapted screenplay, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Glass Onion and Eyes Out Mystery, uh, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking, I love Glass Onion, man, I adore that movie, um, like I say, it's got its, it's, it, it's got some problems with it, I'm not, you know, you guys can listen to my, um, uh, my season two premiere, and just listen, hear my thoughts on Glass Onion, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I love the movie, um, the first one's just hard to top, like, the, the first Knives Out was such a nice surprise, uh, didn't think it was gonna be like oh it's just one of those typical murder mysteries, um, but no it was it was a very very good movie and I was so I was so blown away by it and Glass Onion just it was great I really enjoyed it I loved it just wasn't as it wasn't up to par with the first one but m- like most sequels it's hard to beat so um, yeah great to see that Top Gun Maverick is a huge movie this year man like it broke all kinds of records it's where is it on the on the thing. It's $1.4 billion, um, second highest grossing film of 2022, and the highest grossing film of Tom Cruise's career. And it's, where does it say, where it is on the list of highest grossing films? Just one second, I'll have to type that in. Um, List of highest grossing uh, films. Um, it stands at number 12. At its peak it was at 11 until it was surpassed by Avatar The Way of Water, which has also been nominated for a slew of Oscars. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Um, now we'll get into some of the actor categories. Uh, so Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett in Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever, Uh, Hong Chow in The Whale, Carrie Condon in The Banshees of Enishirin. Jamie Lee Curtis Everywhere er, Everything, Everywhere, All At Once. And Stephanie Stephanie Hugh. I think that's how you say that. It's it's spelled H-S-U. I Uh I could be I could could be butchering that. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome, man. Like she's so obviously I like the Halloween movies. Jamie Lee Curtis is phenomenal in those. Uh Hong Chow and the Whale, the whale, man, holy lord. Like that's talk about Oscar buzz uh Angela Bassett, Black Panther Wakanda Forever lots of people are thinking that that that's going to be the winner all the predictions I'm 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 hearing from people they all think that that's that's going to take it I don't hard to tell really um the only reason I'd vote against it is just because you know what the Oscars are like with uh comic book movies and fictitious um Emmys are like that too but yet Game of Thrones gets nominated every goddamn year. Like, what are you talking about or at least it did whenever it was it was still on the air um but yeah, man, that's, like, we'll see We'll see what comes of that. Um, what do we got here? Best Supporting Actor, uh, Brandon Gleason, The Banshees, uh, and Isherin, uh Brian Tyree, uh, Henry Cause, Causeway. Uh, Judd Hirsch, The Fablemans. Barry Ke- Ke- Kilgan. Uh, I feel such an idiot when I'm pronouncing people's names. Um... And then again, people mispronounce my name, Frankie Cochran, even though there's clearly an R in it, but whatever. That's a story for another time. And uh, Ki Huy Quan from every, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, yeah, there's that one. Uh, Best Actress, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Uh, Anna uh, Anna Anna de Armand. A- Jeez, Anna de Ar- Armas from Blonde. Andrea Riseborough Riseborough from Two Leslie. Uh, Michelle Williams, uh the Fablemans, and Michelle Yao for everything everywhere all at once. Um Andrea Riseborough, she was in uh the Netflix show Bloodline. I don't know if anybody watched that. That's a great show. She was only in one season, but she was really good. That's where I knew I recognized that somewhere. Um Of course Kate Blanchett, man. Holy shit. You, you like you, you can't beat that. It 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 really doesn't get any better than that. Um So, yeah, so best actor now, so we got right here Austin Butler as Elvis in as and he played Elvis Presley, Colin Farrell the Banshees of Venice Sharon, uh, Brennan Fraser the Whale, Paul Mescal uh, for the After Sun and Bill Nye for Living, uh, Bill Nye of course you guys know you Pirates of the Caribbean fans, Davy Jones that's Davy Jones right there, um, great actor, uh, Colin Farrell of course my God he stole the show in the Batman like literally he was probably my favorite part of that just because I, I had no idea it was him i legit had no idea it was him and that that just goes to prove his talents um and so then of course austin butler uh, for elvis absolutely smashed it smoked it he but he, he basically was elvis um just phenomenal work in that movie and um uh paul mescal i'm not familiar with paul mescal Uh, and Brendan Fraser, I think, is going to be the winner of this. I can, I think, I can easily say, I think Brendan Fraser is going to win this Oscar. Uh, he won the Critics' Choice Award. Um, not, that's not, not a luck that he's going to win this, but I don't know. It's just, I watched the trailer for The Whale. Even that, that was just enough to just get, get the emotions going, man. Like, it was, oh, it was unbelievable. The, the line he says in the trailer, I need to know I've done one thing right with my life. That just, holy shit, that gets you. Um, so, and just a great comeback. I've always been a huge Brendan Fra- uh, Brendan Fraser fan. Fra- I've always been a huge uh, Brendan Fraser fan from way back in the Mummy days. I used to love the Mummy movies, George in the Jungle, all that. So I think he's gonna get it. I I'm optimistic that he will. Um, and uh, best director uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Todd Field for Tar. Martin McDonough uh, for Bans- for the Banshees of Mina uh, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness, and Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, um, Steven Spielberg, like, it's, I'm not not saying he's gonna get it, I'm just kind of spitballing here, because I didn't see that movie either, but just because it's Steven Spielberg, that's like, okay, that's kind of a, (laughs) might be a lock, (laughs) greatest filmmaker of all time, and, uh, so last one, uh, will be, uh, it's weird, I said I wasn't gonna cover all of them, I actually think I covered like 90% of them, (laughs) but whatever, it's fine, um, i just just going with the flow. So, Best Picture, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Um, I wonder what's going to win. I really wonder that. Uh, it's quite a bit, quite a few nominees in that, in that, um, jeez. Elvis, maybe? Like because my 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 two picks for the best actor would be a tie between austin butler and brendan fraser but i just gave a slight lean to brendan fraser i'm thinking elvis could take it i could see elvis taking it but anyway we'll see we'll see how it goes so tune in guys to the oscars march 12th 2023 um should be a good one this year as long as uh, no one gets bitch slapped um so yeah, so definitely be sure to let us know your thoughts on that, guys, on social media. Who do you think is going to win? How many How many of the movies did you see? That's one thing I'm actually so so interested to see. Who actually saw every single one of these uh, movies? Um, anyways, so let's move on to our next discussion, which is with regards to uh, this Rick and Michonne off for The Walking Dead. Um, now, uh one second it's coming out this year now we know it's going to be released in 2024 so just a little bit of history before i read the article from collider um so of course rick grimes andrew lincoln left the walking dead uh in november 2018 i got it right in front of me uh no- november 2018 it was announced right afterwards that he would be coming back for a walking dead trilogy that didn't pan out because uh, it was just years of development how COVID hit now um it was casting lots of doubt in our minds, mine included, and I'm like the biggest optimist there is, um, that, okay, the movies probably aren't gonna happen, um, but then, of course, Andrew Lincoln and Denai Guerrero come out at Comic-Con, and they announce, hey, we're not doing a movie anymore, but we're doing a Rick and Michonne spin-off, which, uh, that, that sounds so good, I'm more of a spin-off guy, I would like to see The Walking Dead in theaters, but hey, whatever it is, what it is, we're getting Rick back, so... Then we're getting lots of, you know, back and forth. We don't know what's going on. Uh then we hear uh Denai Greer puts on a, a picture of her and Andrew Lincoln on Instagram, uh that they're in pre production for the spin spinoff. And um now we find out we're not getting it until two thousand twenty four. Which is a bummer. Which is a bummer. That 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 was probably like my most anticipated show this year to be honest with you just to see rick again now we gotta wait so anyway here's the article from collider uh the article is uh the walking dead highly anticipated rick and Michonne spin-off sets released for 2024 and the article reads uh, as part of the Television Critics Association t- uh, 2023 Winter Press Tour AMC announced that the Walking Dead spin-off focused on Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, and Michonne Denai Guerrero starts shooting this year. During the event, the company also revealed they aim at a 2024 premiere for the highly anticipated spin-off series. The Walking Dead ended last November after 11 successful seasons. However, while the main series is over, AMC keeps expanding the universe uh, f- through multiple spin-offs as expected. Survivors Rick and Michonne will get their follow-up adventure in an untitled show that Greer herself defines as pres- as a prestige miniseries. Um, While well, Rick has been with fans since the first episode of *The Walking Dead*, <clears throat> Michonne was introduced at the end of season two. Over the years, the two characters would fall in love and build a life for themselves post-apocalyptic in the post apocalyptics fuck, sorry, (laughs) the post-apocalypse world, fighting to keep all the people they love safe, the couple would eventually get married before being split apart by Rick's supposed death, in the final season of the main show, we find out that, oh yeah, I kind of, yeah, I, yeah, whatever, I'll just skip through some of that, so, um, uh, The Walking Dead, Rick and Michonne spin-off premiered sometime in 2024, check out the series synopsis, uh, below, uh, the series presents an epic love story of two characters changed by a world, uh, or changed by a change world uh, kept apart by distance by unstoppable power uh, by the ghosts of who they were Rick and Michonne were thrown into another world built on a war against the dead and ultimately a war against the living can they find each other Who and who they were in a place and situation unlike they've never seen before are the enemies, lovers, victims viz, or victors uh, without each other or are they even alive or will they find that they too are the walking dead um like Daryl in the series finale Wait The Walking Dead um, so yeah it's sad I think now I've given my thoughts on this many times um, that so you guys will know for those of you guys who are regular listeners of the podcast know that I I basically said before that they announced that they were doing a Rick and off spinoff that I said I don't think these are happening I just said I'll believe it when I see it once I see that they're actually filming uh, flash forward, of course, to this past month when Denai Gire says, "Hey, we're in pre-production. Look, Andrew Lincoln's with me." Uh, so we're like, "Okay, they're gonna start filming soon." I was like, "Okay, my it's kind of looking like we're gonna do it." And then all of a sudden, it's late to 2024, and Andrew Lincoln, I guess, is back in the UK. What the hell? Like, I mean, oh, okay, like I'm not saying that you know it's can be a little frustrating for Walking Dead fans because we're we're constantly being drug along it's like come on dude like what like are you actually gonna do this or not because we're getting all these spin-offs. first of all i'm i'm gonna be quite frank i don't care about a lot of the spin-offs um except for the for for for, for dead city i'm actually super intrigued to see that now i was skeptical at first but now that i'm seeing more info about it i'm kind of i'm actually super excited to see it now daryl spinoff i do not give a flying f about (laughs) i really don't i could go without it because uh we saw daryl after rick left in season nine daryl was the lead up until the end of the walking dead season 11. i don't need to see another series of daryl in france just walking around going yeah
1: we're in france i'm trying to find you
0: like, you know, like, I, I, I don't need to see another, like, five seasons of that or whatever they're going to do. Originally, it was going to be Daryl and Carol, but even with Carol, I wasn't... Which is funny, because Carol's, like, one of my top five favorite characters on the show. Even with her, I had no interest in seeing that. Um, Dead City, which is, of course, the Maggie and Negan off, I was super, like... What, why the hell are they making this? This is like the worst idea ever. And then more details come out about it. And I'm like, okay, I actually kind of like this now. Like it's, it's, it's kind of, I think I'm actually super excited to see this. Um, and then of course, Fear the Walking Dead announced it's going to end in season eight. That's a show that is like a, like a love hate relationship. I love it at first. I hate it the next it's, it's brilliant. You would think that like Vince Gilligan was writing it at first. And then all of a sudden it's like a, a six-year-old wrote it. Like, how does this happen? Uh, but I'm intrigued to see how it ends. Uh, we got a final season coming up, starting in May. I, I I will probably probably be tuning in for that. I checked out the last few episodes of Fear's last season just because it was so ridiculous. I was like, I can't stomach this anymore. My dumbass bought the season pass. <laughs> I do, so the whole, I got the whole season. I paid for the whole season, and it was shit. So whatever, it is what it is. Um, it's just something to watch now if I wanna, you know. Just take edibles or something and watch it. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to do that now. Uh, <laughs> I don't even take edibles. Anyway, we're going to top So, yeah. And um, it's just been so long now. Like, literally, it's so funny when you think about it. When Rick left the show, they skipped ahead six years. And now here we are, like, almost six years later, and we still haven't seen Rick. Like, we're basically in the same boat that the characters were when Rick left. Um, so, am I still excited for the show? Yes, I am still excited to see. I will check it out. I, I, you know, as I will check out the Negan spinoff, the uh, Dead City, as I will tune into Fear's final season, despite its uh, like, ridiculous um, yeah, that can be another uh, podcast topic where I just rant about Fear and how it's makes you want to tear your eyes out sometimes and then sometimes you're like this is the best show ever um daryl spinoff i'm sorry i have no interest in that sorry to any any daryl fans who are like what do you mean you're not gonna check it out no i don't give a shit about it i really don't um but the Rick and Michonne spinoff is the one that I'm most excited for, and of course, it's been delayed. I, I I feel like they should have put more effort and work into that, as opposed to Dead City. Not that I don't want to see Dead City, but we've seen Maggie and Negan bicker all through the final season of Walking Dead. We haven't seen Rick and Michonne for, like, you know, like like we said, like six years. Uh, Michonne probably sooner, like four years, three four years, something like that. But anyways, that's enough of me ranting about that. I'm just going to say I'm so, I'm still so, I'm still super excited to see the Rick Michonne spin off, but I'm still now in the mindset of I went from I will believe it when I see it and that I, I don't think that they're happening until I see something. Uh now I went from that to oh okay, look look they're pre-production. They're in the same room. They're we're getting it soon. They're filming soon. Um all of a sudden andrew lincoln's back in the uk and it's been delayed to 2024 i'm like okay now i'll believe it when i see it so we'll see how it goes uh i i, I will keep giving up my thoughts on it my updated thoughts as more news comes out over the course of the next few months which who knows maybe they could ghost us again which is it's happened before it would not be out of the blue for um for the walking dead producers but anyway uh so let us know your thoughts on that guys or let me know because it's just me today um your your thoughts on social media with regards to that if you even still watch the show because lots of people don't even watch them they're like wait they're doing like a rick spinoff like what do you mean i don't get it um probably super confused so anyway guys that'll do it for the show today um i want to thank uh paul pedito again for coming on uh always great to see him always great to talk to him and uh thank you all for tuning into my uh uh, post interview ramblings where i just rant about what's going on in in, in entertainment and complain that the walking head's been off is taking too long uh but whatever it's been six years too long we just want to see Rick again and we will just it it might might be another 16 years maybe we'll see but anyways guys thank you all for tuning into the show and um feel free to follow us on social media give your thoughts on all the topics and um Yep, we will see you guys uh, next Tuesday. So until then, this is Frankie signing off. Take her easy, guys. Have a good week. And for love of God, don't slip.